Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome to Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies Podcast. I'm your host, Cecil Rose. This is episode 10. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, for their comments, their feedback. I don't take that lightly. I really, really appreciate it. For those who hadn't subscribed, uh, we come out every Monday. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. So when you do subscribe, you will automatically get these uploaded to whatever directory that you downloaded the podcast with. Um, today, I'm excited. I'll be talking about something that I think that has helped me. Uh, it's continuing to help me in my business. And uh, it just was it's just a game changer for me. Uh, but before I get into that, I just want to continue to say prayers uh, for everyone who's still dealing with the COVID, may have had family members or anybody or even affected yourself uh, with this COVID-19, um, continuing to, to pray for other people, for the healing, and just um, just stay safe and healthy, and, uh, and hopefully this too will pass. Uh, so today, I would like to talk about virtual assistance. Virtual assistants and how have they helped me in my business, things I have done to, to hire them, uh, different places uh, I have hired them from. And if you like me, starting out in any type of business, especially real estate, starting from scratch. I mean, I'm a real estate agent. I do some wholesaling. I do uh, rehabs. And I do different type of creative type of real estate. and you can get so caught up into doing so much that you work in your business instead of working on your business. When you work in 60 to 70, 80, 80 hours a week, um, you realize that it's not a business, it's a job. So I had to learn to outsource a lot of stuff that I was doing. Uh, and at first, I didn't want to do it because, you know, some people, they don't feel comfortable with letting some of the work go that they think someone else could do that they have already done. But, you know, you need a team. You will need a team to, to actually build your business. I think the number one thing that I've done since I've hired virtual assistants, and I have three of them, I've been having virtual assistants maybe for the last eight years. What I've done, though, was I've documented everything that I've done, pretty much like a SOP. I've made videos. Uh, I put certain things in spreadsheets. Uh, I'm doing mind maps now. But I think these are things, if you want to continue to grow your business, uh, you need to start documenting it because uh, you want people to follow what you're doing. And also, if you were to create a business and try to sell that business, you would have everything you need to continue to train other people that that you may hire. So I would document a lot of the things. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is just interviewing virtual assistants. I will have uh, an attachment 
on this on this podcast of certain questions that I ask virtual assistants. But I think the biggest thing is making sure your virtual assistants can speak good English. Most virtual assistants that I hire to, they are from the Philippines. The Philippines is where most people do virtual do virtual assistants. But I will make sure that that person speaks good English. Uh, and you might want them to either send a recording to you, some type of, or once you interview them, you will know if they speak good English or not. Now, interviewing most virtual assistants, most virtual assistants are people today, they use Skype. Uh, Skype is good because if you want to actually see the virtual assistant, and then you can also hear how they speak, they, they dialect and everything like that. Personally, I don't, I'm not uh, a sexist, but personally, I prefer females because uh, I have a lot of females that do a lot of cold calling for me. And I think it's just a certain, in my business, from what I've learned over the years, uh, having a male and a female, a female has been been better for me. But the typical questions I would ask is, you know, the type of equipment that they uh, they have. Is it reliable? Uh, do they have good internet services? Uh, of course, they're working at a different time. They're in a different time zone that we're in. I mean, it may be morning over here and it's night over there. So asking them the hours, what time they can work, or if they can work on the weekend, uh, have they worked with different investors? Uh, if they have worked with different investors, what type of real estate uh, leads they have worked with? Uh, whether it was absentee, wholesale, short sale, those type of questions. And then customer relationship management system. What type of system have they worked? Podio, Zoho, uh, Freedom Voice, whatever type of CRM system that you may have, you want to ask them those questions uh, just to make sure to see if they can, they have some experience working with it uh, or to see if you may have to train them in that. Now, this is what I would say. Most virtual assistants, you have to give them time to learn. But that's where the interview process can come in, where you find out how much experience they have. And that's with me. I'm always asking my virtual assistants, uh, like the one that the first virtual assistant that I hired, she done a lot of administrative work for me. She she took a lot of my calls. She put them in Excel spreadsheets. Uh, she took notes on each of the calls, so I knew exactly what to say to that particular lead when I got her information. She would send me the, the actual lead as soon as she thought it was a good hot lead, she would send it to me. So that's how it helped me. It helped me tremendously outsourcing that. I mean, today now I have about three uh, virtual assistants that I use. Um, and I and I spread them out. I don't try to uh, put more on one virtual assistant than the other. I try to find out what their weaknesses are and what are their strengths. I have one that does cold calling. I have the one that does skip tracing, administrative work. I got one that does uh, maybe some social media marketing for me. So it's it's different tasks that I have them I have them do, and I try to find out what what they're good at. Uh, the other thing is uh, paying your virtual assistant. Um, some people use PayPal. 
there's different type of um, places you can find your virtual assistant. Uh, the biggest one is Upwork. Upwork used to be Odesk, but Upwork is a place where a lot of people find a virtual assistants. Or you can go on Fiverr. There's another one called, I think, Virtual Assistants Philippines. Uh, but you have to Google that. I'll find out and put it in the show notes. But with the virtual assistants paying them, with Upwork, some people, uh, they prefer to get paid through PayPal, uh, where you can actually keep a paper trail of that. Or with Upwork, you actually have to have your credit card on file and it automatically bills you. Now, some some virtual assistants, uh, it all depends on how they want to get paid or how you want to, what type of agreement you have with them. You might want to pay them weekly, two weeks. Some people like to be paid in a month and just have that lump sum. So it's really up to you how you want to pay your virtual assistant. How much you want to pay your virtual assistant, I always say you get what you pay for. Some virtual assistants are real good. I mean, I paid up to $15 for virtual assistants, but it was on a uh, minimum task. Uh, some virtual assistants are from $4. And to, to be honest, which is hard to find a good virtual assistant for $4, but I started years ago. So, and I try to continue to keep my virtual assistants with me by, you know, just giving them whatever they need because the amount of money that you pay them is actually a lot of money in the Philippines. So maybe from 4 to $8 in between that, or four to seven dollars, um, you may want to pay your virtual assistants. I think that's a a fair enough price. And like I said, you got some virtual assistants. They have their own amount of what they think they worth. And if they worth that, then if it's what you need for that particular task or in your business, then you should pay them for that. Another thing is you have to be able to let virtual assistants go quickly. So if you hire somebody and the interview was well, but you find out that that particular person really hadn't been consistent in what they're doing as far as following up, uh, they're, they're late, uh, the equipment has been acting up, and they just hadn't been consistently keeping up with letting you know what's going on, then you may just want to let that person go. And I think the biggest thing is being able to let somebody go quickly because you're trying to build your business and then you want you don't want to waste time, you know, doing that. So you will want to continue to, I wouldn't say fire, but that's what you're doing. You're getting rid of the person and you you you're going to the next person. So you gotta you gotta keep it more business, even though you're trying to help people. And and, and you know you gotta look at it. We're actually helping people we're employing we we're employing people we're helping them so uh, that's a good thing but my virtual assistants as i say i have three have helped me with so much and has taken a lot of time off my plate of what i can do other things and and build my business so skype uh some people use voxer i think that's what you communicate you can communicate with your virtual assistant too and talk to them actually through that too um, so that's another way to actually communicate with your virtual assistants. But virtual assistants are just that. I don't know if I was clear on this. They're virtual. They're not actually physically present. 
uh, they're virtual. They do a lot of things online. Uh, they do a lot of uh, tasks that are online. So whatever videos, whatever SOPs you have, that's how I train my virtual assistants. From cold calling to skip tracing to setting up appointment to finding leads for me to uh, just if I have a contract or something and I miss something, they may go back and help me uh, just pay attention to it. It's just just a lot of things you can use a virtual assistant to, and it can save you a lot of time. So I'll have some questions attached to the show notes. If you have any questions about virtual assistants and uh, you're looking to hire a virtual assistant, I promise you this will probably be one of your best things that you can do to start outsourcing, at least learning how to outsource your business. So thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, this information and content was helpful and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com.